Hi listeners, Jules here. As many of you know, recently, along with my podcasting friend, Amanda Martinez Beck, we launched this brand new podcast for Advent and God willing went to <laughs> called Ruah Storytellers. Ruah Storytellers is a daily podcast each day featuring a different woman of faith sharing a story with you about her journey. Our mission is to give women a platform to come together and to share their stories. Now these episodes aren't long, <laughs> anywhere from about 7 to 11 minutes, but they convey so much incredible depth and beauty in such a short period of time. It's amazing. Each episode begins with a brief biography of the storyteller, and each episode ends with a time for reflection with our featured song for Advent, The Vigil Projects in Need of a Savior, and then our closing prayer by Carol Houselander. So we decided in this week leading up to Advent and the launch of our podcast to release a teaser episode by one of our talented storytellers to give you a sense of what you can expect from our group of amazing women that we've gathered. So this story comes from Brittany Calavita. Now I've been reading Brittany for some time now on her blog, Live in the Longing. And full disclosure here, I chose Brittany's story, well one, because it's brilliant and beautiful, but two, it was actually Brittany's writings which inspired the theme for our Advent series, which happens to be longing. Finally, the absolute best way you can support our mission is to subscribe. Please, please subscribe right now to Ruah Storytellers so that each day a different episode can come straight into your podcasting feed. Okay, <laughs> so without further ado, I hope you enjoy this teaser episode of Ruah Storytellers Advent featuring Brittany Calavita. Brittany Calavita is an enthusiastic advocate for a good book, strong coffee, and a hopeful heart. After years of battling infertility, she and her husband welcomed their first child on September 11th, 2016. You can follow her journey through her Instagram account at BrittCal, C-A-L, or through her blog, liveinthelonging.com. Listeners, we ask that you sit with us, pray with us, and learn with us as we listen to Brittany's story of faith on her journey to the manger. It was hope wrapped up there in that package, hope adorned with a silver bow and a card that read, save this for your first child. We unearthed that hope, my husband and I, with the newly wedded bliss still coursing through our bones. Out it came from the bag full of silver and white and glitter with the words congratulations slapped across the front. We smiled at it, that hope right there in the form of a pink and yellow baby blanket. We smiled at it and then set it aside next to the blender and the crock pot and the freshly folded towels. Then it was time to go and we drove up the five freeway with the words I do still clinging to our lips. We drove and drove and drove with everything packaged neatly in the trailer behind us. The blender in the box labeled kitchen, the towels in the box labeled bathroom, and that blanket in the box labeled miscellaneous. Our compass sent us north and our hearts sent us catapulting into the future, our future, 
full of life and love and hope. When our compass finally switched direction, we knew we were there, our first apartment. We dove headfirst, filling the emptiness inside. We hung pictures and set out the beanbag that was to serve as our very first couch. The blender was stowed neatly in the kitchen cupboard, the towels were folded in the linen closet, and the blanket was shoved into a chest for later use. And then it was time to go, again. This time we headed south, and everything was packaged neatly in the trailer behind us just like before. We drove and drove and drove and then filled the emptiness of our second apartment, until it was time to go, again, and again, and again. But the emptiness seemed to follow us wherever we went, because as we filled the void of each new apartment, there was one big vacancy we could never figure out how to furnish. We'd try anyway. We'd swallow hormones and try out diets and sit through blood draws. But life refused to find home with us, and the emptiness in my belly sank our hope month after grueling month. Ten years slipped through that emptiness. It snuck past anniversaries and birthdays and job promotions. It trickled through tears and fears and longing. It found us in heartache and in questioning and in late-night Google searches that almost always warranted no help. Month after month, our tests were negative, and month after month, my heart gave way to doubt. And as time decayed our hope, it also reminded us of our lack. Because as it slowly slipped by, so too did little pieces of the lives we had built for ourselves. Friends changed, family grew. There were congratulations, greetings, and welcome to the family pleasantries. All the while, little by little, things began to point out the giant pause in which we found ourselves floundering in. We were stuck while the world carried on in marvelous merriment. Soon enough, our physical surroundings began to crumble. Our blender eventually gave out from years of smoothie making, and our towels were finally demoted to tattered rags. But that blanket, it sat untouched as new as it was the day we got it an entire decade earlier. We had been waiting, my husband and I, waiting through medical tests and ultrasounds and surgeries to unearth that hope again, waiting to pull the blanket out from that time-worn chest, smile at it, and then set it aside next to the rattle and the bottle and the new heart beating full of life, of love, of us. And even after hope had nearly faded, a new and beating heart made its way to us on a warm day in September, It came with a scream and a prayer and a decade-old blanket for swaddling and sleeping. The blanket now is full of life, with its stains, its rips, its worn-out seams. And as time sneaks past more anniversaries and birthdays and promotions, I hold that blanket near my heart so full of hope as I stare down at my empty belly and pray for God to grant us life again. Sometimes our hearts are overwhelmed with the weight of this familiar waiting. Some days the weight seems heavier than normal, and we wonder if and when and how it will come to pass. Those are the days when the tears flow reckless and hope seems to sink to a quiet lull. But we've walked this road before. We've been within the shadows of doubt and have seen grace illuminate everything around us. It's always there, that hope. Always. Sometimes it shouts at us in manic hysteria. Other times it whispers into the deepest recesses of our longing but it is there. He is there. Hope waiting to be unearthed.
Let's close in prayer, listeners. An Advent Prayer by Carol Hauslander. Be born in us, incarnate love. Take our flesh and blood and give us your humanity. Take our eyes and give us your vision. Take our minds and give us your pure thought. Take our feet and set them in your path. Take our hands and fold them in your prayer. Take our hearts and give them your will to love. Amen.